welcome to our show. We're ready to go. It's a brand new podcast episode. It's Bro Mango. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to episode 83 of Bro Mingo. The phone number is 512-766-4646. Don't forget to please like and subscribe and comment or consider becoming a VIP for as little as 99 cents a month like Steven Ferreira, Bill Sr., Mike Sucks Donkey Balls, Sean the Don, and Big Daddy Pelly, our brand new subscriber. I want to give a shout out to Big Daddy Pelly, actually. Yo, please do. Please do. I want to give a shout out because I've known this guy for a long fucking time. You guys go way back. You know back. what I mean? You go we way go, back. We go like way, way, way back. I actually was there. I was there when um, Big Daddy Pelly first stepped onto the scene. Right. Did you know that story? Well, dude, I know he came from the underground, so I don't really know. Yeah, completely, completely underground. You should tell it. So he I'm was, not. he was doing, yeah, he was doing these shows in like, oh, you know those like um, storage containers. Yeah, like, like, yes, yes. He would run these shows because he's a badass man. Big Daddy Pelly is like that real shit. He would do these shows where you would show up at a storage container and then he would open it from the inside, do a whole fucking performance, and get arrested at the end. It was amazing. Like, it was like, unlike anything like I've ever un, seen. Like, like an like, unplanned arrest. No, fake cops would come in oh, and okay. drag him out, and the <laughs> audience would just be left like, what the fuck? What the fucking fuck? You'd be wondering if it was real or not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, it, that was so long ago. Now we all understand the lore and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now we all know that Big Daddy Pelly's just on that. He's, you know, he's, he's almost like a, um, like an Andy Kaufman type. He's one of those, you know, mythical American figures, a uh, 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 Johnny Appleseed, if you will, Dude, who yes. just wanders, wanders around the nation, spreading joy and love and apples everywhere. I've always found it hard to describe his music. How would you do that? I, yeah, see, it's like, it's almost like if, uh, <laughs> it's almost like if an artist, like one of your classic artists, like a, like a Bob Dylan or like a, a David Bowie or a Leonard Cohen or a Annie DeFranco, it's okay. like if one of those poet lyricists just sort of fully devolved yes. into a degenerate scumbag. Very, you know? like, like the most prolific dirtbag ever. Yes. Ex- Big Daddy Pelly is like, you're, he is the, uh, I'm trying to think of a really prolific, do you know, um, <laughs> do you know Viper? No. <laughs> oh my God, dude. You have to look up Viper. Okay. Viper is a whole can of worms that we could do an entire episode about. <laughs> but Viper has one hit song called Y'all Cowards Don't Even Smoke Crack. And it's just an amazing, his whole artistry is so amazing. His thing is just him in front of a green screen performing to songs. He has hundreds of, maybe maybe over a thousand songs out. And most of them are remixes of his older songs into barely different songs. (laughs) It is so, Viper is so funny. And in the last few years, Viper's whole like, like his stems are owned by his Discord now. Like he like finally got like a fandom. It's for the people. Like, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it was intentional. Like I think his fans stole his music. Okay, yes, all right. Because they they pump out Viper songs like a factory now. It, it became such a meme that he would put these songs out and like so prolifically, but like they're practically the lowest effort music you could. But it's it is art. Like it's hard to do. if you watch one Viper video, you'll be like, oh okay, here is a maniacal artist. Yeah, sure. Nate just pulled him up on Spotify. He showed oh, he's me. Uh, so funny. yeah, it looks amazing. So funny. Looks absolutely amazing. I I also just to circle back to Big Daddy Pelly. 
He yeah. saved my life once. How did he do that? He saved my life on a jungle safari. Wait. We're in, no, I swear to God, I swear to God, this is on, uh, like, on my life. Did Big Daddy Pelly and I are walking through the Amazon, Amazon rainforest, yeah. and we're on this tiny little, you know, rainforest tour, and a like, like, we in get a, like mugged, on foot or bro. in a Jeep? We're on foot, dude. We're okay. walking through with a guide, and someone pops out with a switchblade knife. Wearing like, you know, yeah, it was insane. Dude, dude. A, right out of the bush. A switchblade knife is one of the most dangerous knives you can dude. encounter. No, and they were like a greaser. Like their hair was all greased back. They had like a leather jacket on that said <laughs> the Vipers. And they were like, give me your cash. Give me all your money. And then it was it was on my, I swear to God, story sounds ridiculous. Amazon Rainforest, 2014, Big Daddy Pelly and I. And he, I was a freshman in high school. And Big Daddy <laughs> Pelly um, walks up to the guy. And he just, without even a fear of the knife, he puts his hand on his shoulder and he says, brother, you don't need to be doing this. Right. You can, you can go back home and we'll give, we'll give you the money, but you don't need to do this anymore. And then he fucking stabbed him. So I had to carry Big Daddy Pelly back up the fucking trail that we were on, Dude. get him to the first hospital I could find. And let me tell you, they don't call him Big Daddy for nothing, you know? Carrying that man was no easy feat. Right, right. I mean, he's I mean, huge. he's he's, he's what five, six hundred pounds? Right, nearly, nearly. I'd say yeah, nearly, nearly, six. at least. Yeah, yeah. Wow, holy shit. No, but shout out to all of our VIPs. Yo, yeah, big shout out. I'll give, I'll give. Him but this talk. week, this week especially, Big Daddy Pelly, and I'll continue to shout him out as much as I can because the, I mean, the memories I have with that guy are endless. Right. I could talk about him every week. I could tell you way story. more, way more than you have with Stephen Ferreira. Or Bill Senior, oh, yeah. or Mike Sucks Donkey Balls, or Sean the Don. I barely know those guys compared to Big Daddy <laughs> Pelly. I mean, Big Daddy Pelly and I, we were practically in the womb together. It's like a brothers, brothers from another mother, but we had the same mother. You know what I mean? So it's one of those weird things, you know? Right, right. I mean, as opposed to Mike Sucks Donkey Balls. Like, yeah, who's, I mean, that's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. That's one of those good guys. <laughs> like, I like him. But I don't, I have, you know, he's he hasn't saved Daddy my life. He's not yeah, Big Daddy No, he's Pelly. not. He's no just one not be. on that same level. No, no one, one could can be. be him. No, no one, one could be. be him. No. Uh, well, we're going through some changes, man. As Ozzy Osbourne once said. I do want, like, I don't want to talk about it the whole time. Yeah. But I do just want to say that I think my biggest gripe with Mike's quitting is that now we're just a fucking Zoom call. And we used to be a cool, fun, unique thing. And now it's just two guys having a fucking Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well. You know what? We're going to figure it out as we go. And you know what? Absolutely. This is not a Zoom call. And now that Mike's gone, I'm going to say it. It's a fucking show. This is a goddamn <laughs> show. It's a motherfucking <laughs> show. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, man. man. Also, I'm not smoking weed um, for May. Um, yep. I, I hit up the group chat. I said, hey, guys, no weed May. And Billy, you were, at the time, very committed. <laughs> You said, I didn't, I didn't ask. Listen, for the record, I didn't even ask you to do this with me. You said, man, I'm in. So yeah, I, That was my first response. I'm in. So I reached out to you specifically via text, not even in the GC. No, you know, yeah, just and, privately. And I said, no weed may. Let's do this. We got this, No, it's, it is no weed may. That's what it is right now. Okay, well, how much weed have you smoked in May, Billy? Let's talk um, about it. Well, what day of May is it? Today's the 6th. Today is the 6th, yep. I've smoked uh, three of the six days of May, for sure. <laughs> I've definitely smoked... At least uh, three of the days of this month. But it is No Weed May. That doesn't change the fact that it's, you know, right. it is No Weed May. But you also, you know what else I did? 
What'd you to do? To commit myself to No Weed May. You know. You oh, already know. dude, a great video. I'm going to throw it up here. I'll throw the throw video into here. the episode. Absolutely. Toss that in this, and then everyone will know. Embarking on a seriously spiritual journey here, right, dude? Yes, we're cleansing our bodies of THC and completely and, and other other carcinogens that are in weed, probably. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm also like I'm exercising demons over here every day. You know mm. what I mean? Like how so? This like like, a, like with oh, like well, meditation or pr- like saunas prayer or meditation? <laughs> no, I'm just, just going sweating them out, but. No weed may is hard, man. It's fucking hard. Because as soon as something bad happens in your life, you just want to fucking rip right away. Yeah, I will. I will admit. Um, I have. I, I let everyone know. You know, I'm being fully yeah. You, you were here. open about it. Right I away. did. I did break. Um, once because I got home from a show that which I wasn't too pleased with. Um, I felt um stressed out the entire night. I felt sick, and I got pulled over on the way home. Yeah. So yeah. you know what? I, I was stressed out. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, I wanna I wanna knock the fuck out right now. So smoked a little bowl, went to bed. And then you know what? Last night and the night prior, I said to Chris, who's also embarking on this with us. Yes. I, I said to Chris, hey man, I don't know. Well, Chris is the only one who hasn't broken. He is. Which dude. is so funny because he Chris. jumped in. He didn't shout even out tell to us. fucking. He didn't even Chris. tell us he was doing no. it with us. He just joined, he just was doing it. And then a few days in was like, no weed may is a real bitch, huh? And we were like, oh, holy shit, Chris is in. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So he's far more committed than us who have like, who came yeah. up with it, right? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I told him both two nights. I was like, man, I might smoke when I go home. And then last night I said, I said, I'm, I'm going to set off my devices right now. I said, hey, Siri, we're good. Flip a coin, right? <laughs> I said, heads I smoke, tails I don't, right? Tails. That's great. Went That's straight great. went straight inside past the box of weed, man. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't want That's it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I told you this already, but this is, you know, this is how these things work. It's like you can smoke for months straight, years even, yeah. and it'll just be, you know, normal, standard, whatever. And then as soon as you tell yourself you're going to quit, all of a sudden everyone you know is gifting you weed. You know what I mean? I like that May 1st. No, no, no. April 30th, mm-hmm. I walk, I'm helping some friends move out of their house and they just gift me like an ounce of shake <laughs> completely free and Keith, tons of Keith. So yeah. that I'm sitting on that now and I'm not really like, I know we're saying no weed may, but I'm, I do have further goal. I have longer aspirations. I'm thinking okay. potentially we roll into a no weed June, no weed July. Like yes, that's, I, that's I, on the table for me. Me too. Um, this is what I would if, if so, say, let's say in theory, you continue to, to break, okay? Right, right. I, I, this is what I would do if I was you, because this has helped me a lot. I would keep a journal. Mm. And don't shame, hear this. don't shame yourself. Don't, don't be like, oh, man, I suck. I fucking broke. I smoked weed. No, just be like, okay, I'm going to write down. I'm going to write down when I smoked, what time I smoked, how much I smoked. Yeah. 
So then yeah. next time you have to break, just do a little less. Make, yeah. Make yeah. make the gap in between each smoke a little bit more to the, to well, the point where you're not anxious about it anymore. We're saying break, but I would say I've only broken once as well. I just didn't necessarily start No Weed May until May 3rd. That's not you how know it what works, I mean? Billy. No, I understand. <laughs> I'm not defending myself. I'm explaining the nuance of my addiction here. I right. May 1st and 2nd, I was actively messaging you, no weed may, how hard is this, and just ripping bowls. And then I admitted that on the 3rd. I think I actually texted you guys, That's- we're in this we're in this together, stay strong. With a fucking bowl in my hand. Dude, you're such a dirt Like man. that's that is how bad it is though. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I I'm I like I, that that Hey, look. You it, I it, have no I have no excuse. It I is, have no like <laughs> It is shameful, but you came clean. Right, right, right. Exactly. And then I've turned it down every time since except I also just had I had a shite night or I had a, I <laughs> the first day I committed I slept zero hours. Mm-hmm. I think I told you this too. I slept zero hours, and then I got rotten news the next day. So that night, I had friends offering me dabs, and I was just like, whatever. At this point, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And I, I honestly didn't regret it, but I also... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Nate's geeking at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't. Like, I actually, I don't know if you've experienced this, but the first ever, when I was first smoking weed, the first time I ever took a full year off, it was, I think it was actually somewhere between like eight and nine months, but it was like, you know, like almost a whole year. Uh-huh. I, um, when I smoked again, I felt fucking horrible. Not physically, no anxiety. The high was a dream, but my like just guilt set in so, so hard for having broken. This time did not feel that way. Then again, we're talking about uh, uh, 20 hours versus eight months, which is, you know, very different process. But well, certainly the guilt and shame doesn't help in any way. No, no. Doesn't help you quit. That's for sure. I think there's something about maybe the fact that we were both raised Catholic that like we think Uh, that like punishing ourselves is going to help us. Yeah. But but I think it's easier to approach it in a more um, loving and logical way where it's just like, yeah, well, okay, you know what? a little less, be a little better the next day. You don't have to be perfect tomorrow, but be a little better tomorrow. Yeah, there's two things that I find really helpful because I took October off, which mm-hmm. uh, longtime watchers of the show will remember. I smoked no weed and uh, no cigarettes for all of October, and it was great. But I... Um, by the end, I was I was like, oh, you know, like I yeah. remember October 28th, I was asking my friends if I could smoke with them and they were turning me down because mm-hmm. they knew that I had been like 28 days into a committed thing. They were like, no, dude, no, you know, they were like, and I appreciated that at the time. And yeah. like I, I had a similar appreciation for my friend who was like, do you want to smoke or are you still taking a break? And I was like, I am still taking a break, but I definitely want it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like. It's the same sort of feeling. It's like it, sometimes the social uh, – this is no, like, major revelation. Anyone who's smoked, drank, or done any sort of recreational thing knows this. But, like – and that doesn't – I don't even mean drugs. But, like, just anything you can do with people, doing it with people is the part that brings you joy. You know what I mean? Right. But we are we are inherently social beings. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, like, will continue – like, I know for a fact – Next time we record, 
I will be able to say that I haven't broken again. But I also like, just cause I, I am saying those things out loud to myself pretty much whenever I'm alone. Just like, I don't smoke. I am not a smoker, you know? Yeah. I am deciding not to smoke. Like those, they're not even affirmations so much as they just are like, you just have to like start tricking your brain into thinking that you think that way. You know what I mean? Right. And a big thing for me too is that like, I have to tell myself, hey, you're not even going to really enjoy this a whole lot. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. It, it doesn't actually make me enjoy anything that much more. I can watch, I could watch the new episode of, of Succession blasted and miss half of it. Yeah. Or I can watch it sober and be like, that was amazing. Let's just take a second to sidebar how lucky we are to exist during Succession. I think it, dude, look, I love it. But I think, I gotta be honest, man, it's a little... It's really good, but it's not, it's not amazing. I don't, there's something about it. It's losing me. It's losing. It, it always has. It, I've always been kind of in and out. <laughs> it's the same shit over you, and over. Right now it's you, different. Blake, now it's different. Every Sunday that I tune in to Succession, while I'm watching it, I feel like it's the greatest show that's ever been on television. Really? Okay. I am being dead, but the, like the, dead serious, no exaggeration. I hear that. Opinion. I am just marveling at how quality it is at all the time yeah it, it really is spectacular the acting's amazing and dude if you have you heard the interviews with with like say um kieran culkin or the guy who plays um uh kendall yeah dude yeah they've they i don't know if they they were just like this before but it's like they're the same person i feel like they, they go really method with this shit sometimes on this show. You know, it's funny. I mean, obviously, Jeremy Strong does. Yeah. Because uh, he, like, he's a very open about that. But um, Kieran Culkin strikes me as someone who... Also, just to say, I watch the uh, the interviews that they do, like, after the episodes. And I love yeah. the Succession podcast. Oh, I haven't I haven't tapped into that yet. Yeah, they have, a, they have a joint podcast. And some of them are fine, but most of them are great. Um, this season... And the last season, uh, this season's the one I've been watching consistently of the podcast. But like, oh my God, dude, that show has such a stellar cast. And it's yeah. just like, do you remember the experience in uh, uh, doing case shows of just like doing theater for yep. anyone who that makes no sense to for like those few months or weeks or whatever you regardless of if you like these kids you're like seriously a community just because of your, you know, you're all part of this thing. Right. We, we called it Hell Week, the week prior right, exactly. to, yeah, the show. Yeah. There's just you like, see the same people every single day and you're all working towards the same goal. Yeah. At, at a professional level, entertainment is just like Hell Week every week. So they just sort of like exist in that, which is so crazy right. to think about how like they are a family unit. And that's part of the reason they represent one so well. But like simultaneously, they just are they are so blessed with the writing on that show. The writing is incredible. Yeah, it, it really is. And there's always so much going on. Everyone's got a different angle, right? Yeah. And they're all coexisting and, and fighting each other. Like, dude. All right. And I'm not gonna try I'm gonna try not to give anything away because like no spoilies, right? But sure, sure. Um, that last episode, right before Kendall's about to go on stage. Yes. Dude, that, that conversation, that back and forth where he's just like, hey, I could ruin you. Yeah. Yeah. That's Dude, a great scene. That, that was an awesome scene. 
You've got your you've got my dick in your hand, but I've got yours. That was a great line. Right. Yeah. I mean, that character is popping off out of nowhere this season. Yeah. Everybody's talking about that. How like how much that character has stepped up too, and just become like went from like a not like no one's a bit player in success. Well, a lot of people are bit players in succession, but everybody chews up whatever screen time they get. Right. But I mean, that guy is really, it's gone to another level. Okay, let's, if we keep talking about succession, I'll do this for three hours. Right, yeah. So I was, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Let's Coronation was today. The king, mm-hmm. new king. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was king. seeing memes, but I, I didn't yep. know why. Okay. Yep. That makes Big sense. Coronation over what, the what's pond his name? at our, um, Phil, Philip, right? Should, should we shout him out? No. <laughs> well, I I bring it up to mention that like anytime the royal family has some kind of, you know, anything, anytime one of them takes a shit wrong and we all have to hear about it. Yeah. There's um there's this thing that I always remember. Do you know who Christopher Eccleston is? No, I don't. British actor. Oh, he might be a Scot. Uh, he might be like a Welsh actor. I actually don't know if he's I think he might be Welsh or Irish or something. He's from one of those like um Britain, uh, Jason, like white colonized, old time British colonized sort of things. Yeah, he he hates the monarchy. He just so you know who he is. He was um one of the Doctor Who's. Got you. So he openly doesn't like the monarchy. Yeah, he hates them. I the more I think about it, he might be um. It doesn't matter. He said something one time in an Instagram post or on Twitter. I don't even remember what it was, but it's a famous thing and i just feel like it's the there if you're not at this level it's almost like everything seems like child's play to me when it comes to anti-monarchy sentiment but he was tweeting he would refer to the queen as that cunt in the crown for the longest time and it's like i think a lot of people one there's a whole different culture of cunt over there obviously right. different that word is it's much I more know casual for, i know for a fact one of the six people listening right now are very mad that I'm even saying it because my mother hates that word. She yeah. hates that word. And I get it. But right. just the, the notion, yeah. I'm pretty sure he got in a lot of trouble for saying it, which makes it funny too. There's the right. notion that you can call someone something so vile and so biting that you can like actually face repercussions without being, you know, obviously... I'm not, you know, thinking slurs. Slurs are a whole other world. But right, yeah. to say a cunt in a crown about uh, the Queen of England is so <laughs> funny. And I think as Americans, we should refer to Philip as that more frequently. Yeah. I think that I would love if that caught on, Absolutely. honestly. But, you know, it starts from within. So you and I will have to start referring to him that right. way first. I've, I mean, I've made the argument before that, like, certain words are wrong. Like, like say, like, like that word is 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 fucked up because it it is about women. You know what I'm saying? So use it towards men. Take the power away from it. Yeah. You know, or like yeah. or like change change the connotation of it so it's not sexist or uh, you know. Yeah. No, I think that's. I think that there's an argument there. I also think that it's more complicated. Like I just think there right. are instances where you can. Um, I'm not the one who's going to solve this. Like I know. No. Yeah. Neither <laughs> yeah. neither of us are going to solve this here on this <laughs> podcast. That's for sure. But also, I just like. I agree with it when it comes to cunt because yeah. we have the built-in uh, other countries, Australia. I mean, we're not even mentioning Australia. It's every other they word. Call, it's every other word. Yeah, it's every yeah. other word over there with anyone you know. Your fucking priest will call you a cunt at the wrong day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I genuinely like, 
I think with that word, it probably is slightly different. I think with most other words, because I had a I had a uh, conversation yesterday where a person was um, making a very similar argument that you just said of just like if you take the the context and if you reverse it, very often the word sort of it it doesn't hit as you know it won't hit that same way, it won't slice into you the same way, right? But um, I, I find the phrase "cunt in a crown" hysterical. It is regardless. It's great. I just I mean, it's just a very because it's, it's alliteration. Actually, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a li- it's 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 a microcosm of everything that makes comedy work, at yeah. least in the English language. Absolutely, the, like as far as I can understand it, because you've got that that hard sound. I don't know if that's coming up from the microphone, but right. you've got that that sound is inherently funny. Like there's hey. a reason "fuck" is our funniest, right. uh, one fuck. of our funniest words. Yeah, is that that hard sound? There's actually there's a great clip of. Uh, one of the all-time comedians um, explaining how uh, there's just like something funnier about the word Buick than another car. And that's part of what helped me because I I definitely didn't spend four years and almost a quarter of a million dollars trying to learn what makes things funny. I would never do anything that stupid. Uh, But I definitely, (laughs) from a video, never, never. But I definitely, um, uh, (laughs) I, um, Watched a great clip of, and I'm not going to name the comedian only because I think the clip uh, speaks for itself and people can seek it out. But he he's just explaining how he would use the word Buick in a joke, despite knowing that the real news story was about a different car, because Buick yeah. is the funniest car name. Like just right. the more, yeah. comedians, especially, they think about it that much. And cunt in a crown is it's the dirt lowest word you can possibly use. Wearing a crown. That's right. the humor. You know what yes. I mean? Like, it's like that difference there, that incongruity Opposite is what creates spectrum, humor. Yeah. yeah. But also the fact that there is an entire nation of people that would be upset by it is also what makes it funny. Right. That it, that it, that it strikes at the highest level of a, of a community, at the, at the literal monarch, and, and that you know how much it, it gets under the skin of all these people who... For whatever reason, or I, I don't, I shouldn't say what for whatever reason, because I think it's extremely obvious why people love the king and the queen and the monarchs in general. Like people act like it's ridiculous. It's like we love fucking. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example here, but like even Donald like Trump. FDR, Donald Trump. You know, <laughs> yeah, like like any of our presidents, our politicians, Teddy Kennedy. Like right. Ted Kennedy was one of the most beloved people you could. Th- Do you remember that growing up? That like Ted Kennedy was like spoken of in the highest regard. Is that re- just my house? I personally don't remember that. No. Well, you actually, I'm asking the wrong person because you grew up in, <laughs> you did not grow up in a fucking Kennedy loving house the no. way I did. No. No, that wasn't the environment that we're talking about there. <laughs> if you want to talk about like Bush or Romney, maybe, but like <laughs> I have a, I don't know where the picture is. I think it only exists in hard copy in one of my mother's scrapbooks, but. Um, <laughs> We went to a wax museum when I was a little kid, and there's a picture of me and my godfather <laughs> like this, like with our fists up and choking the wax figures of Bush and Bush Jr. Nice. Very funny. Well, Bush and Bush Sr., they would say. But yeah. I thought I remember- you were going to say that she had a scrapbook of, of Kennedy. <laughs> That's why I geeked. Because I was like, I remember in our scrapbook of Ted Kennedy that- <laughs> I was, I, it's funny, you I, you started laughing and I was like, what is this kid fucking laughing at? I just started the fucking I thought story. that was where yeah. you were going. No, no. No Ted Kennedy scrapbooks, but I remember winning a raffle at the American Legion and 
go for some event and going up and I could pick any item on the table. And I picked, <laughs> this is just to show you like the environment that I was in. I picked the, um, the Democratic Party from Jefferson to Clinton. It was, or no, Jefferson to Obama or whatever it was. It was like every Democratic president broken down. And the Kennedy section of that was most of the book, which I loved. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, I, I don't know anything about them, honestly. I don't know anything about the Kennedy. Honestly, I just don't know oh, things. So you don't know why I, just don't I know even things. brought up, you don't know why I even brought up Ted Kennedy. No, not really. Ted Kennedy, I mean, spoilers succession. I'm just going to say that now. Spoilers <laughs> succession to bring it back to the one thing we said not to talk about anymore. <laughs> what Kendall does in, in the season one finale is based on a real thing that Ted Kennedy did. Ted Kennedy ki- killed someone that way. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. okay. A hooker. Well, oh my God, I shouldn't say that. A sex worker. There you go. Yeah. He- <laughs> maybe, maybe you should make an apology. Yeah, maybe I should. I apologize. <laughs> I was, I honest to God, don't mean anything bad by that word. And I think more or less my immediate understanding that I should apologize once my friend called me out to do so is, you know, I think I think I've done enough. Haven't sh- I done enough? It shows that your heart's in the right place. You're willing. No, but sex worker is just a better word. Hooker's dehumanizing. That's a bad word. Well, that originated because of Thomas Hooker or whatever the fuck. Remember from the Civil War? We learned this in history. I'm class. not. I'm not gonna lie, bro. You just told us you don't know things. I don't believe that for a fucking second. I don't. <laughs> I swear there to God. Is no, there's no Thomas Hooker. No Johnny there. Hooker or whatever the fuck the Civil War guy. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you. Please, please do, dude, because I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <clears throat> he was a general. Oh or yeah. Oh wow. No, wow. known um, for having sex workers or prostitutes um, um, assist him. Immediately, in his... immediately, the first thing that came up was the American Heritage Dictionary explaining exactly what you just said. And not only that, but I think you had his name right. That's kind of crazy. What, what was his name? I already forgot what I said. You said Thomas, but Thomas I'm looking Hooker. right now. Yep, that's what yeah. I said. Standing by it. <laughs> Standing by it. It doesn't have a, it's weird. It actually doesn't have a first name even in the uh, Wikipedia page. So it seems like a myth to me, but uh, who am I? I wasn't there. Hey, look, I'll, I learned what I learned in public school. All right. That's true. The fact that you were even citing it as a thing you learned in high school, should I, the fact that that isn't what we're jumping on is probably the funniest thing. I, I love the idea that you had a class that just taught you the etymology of all those sorts of words. <laughs> well, dude, th- that's the sort of thing that I'd have to be told to remember something I didn't care about. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Like, like if, if you made it kind of funny, then yeah, I'll remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, that makes sense. Like, I remember, I remember the word Bacchanal. Yeah. The word yeah. Bacchanal was a, uh, a vocabulary word in English class, but I only remember it because it's an orgy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, public school was a treat, man. I feel bad for the kids who went to private school. I feel like they, they didn't get to quite an experience. Hey, don't give me that look. You yeah, feel sure. bad. Sure, their lives are better. But oh, they don't man. Get- they got into such good colleges. It must be so tough for them. No, tell me right now that you would trade a better college for having known Mr. Harris. Tell me that right now with a straight <laughs> face. There is no I way I that you would rather have gone to an Ivy League and not known Mr. Harris. Come on. I was telling people about Mr. Harris the other day, and they, they straight up didn't believe me. He's an unreal I, person. They, 
They straight but, up didn't. I was explaining that kids would like drink in class and that he lived in his car sometimes and that dude, he had a yeah. folk degree. Like the, the, <laughs> the sort of experiences that I've had in that in that class with Mr. Harris are the sort of things that you'd 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 be like, oh yeah, you must have like went to school in like the inner city or something. It's like no, yeah, no, it was. I was, it in, was, a, not I like was in like a, a fairly affluent suburb, you know, like yeah. yeah. Mr. Harris just brought an energy that begged you to break laws in his class and to break and him. He, and he would not, he would just not report people. <laughs> no. Well, dude, okay, so I got called down. To be the, fair, I never had him. You had him. Yes. I'm speaking like I was in the class, but I, I wasn't. I just so heard the stories. This man went to an Ivy League school, University yes. of Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, he Same as um, Donald Trump. Where Trump went? It was. Yeah, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he has a degree in folklore and fairy tales, and this man was my math teacher. Yeah, he was a math teacher <laughs> with a fairy tale degree. That's so awesome. So basically, I uh, I get called down to the principal's office one day, right? Because it's been absolute mayhem, absolute mayhem. Yeah. No, we're, that class was was crazy. We're playing baseball with books yeah. as bats, um, masking tape as baseballs, right? And and like mm-hmm. we use desk as bases, right? Yep. Um, and they they like we have this computer cart, and I would get inside of it, and they'd push me around, they'd pass me back and forth from side to side in the classroom, right? So I called them to the principal. I office. love this story. I love this story. And the vice principal was like, "So, uh, what's been going on in Mr. Harris's class? Trying to get me, you know, to like spill the beans." Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I'm no narc. I'm no narc. <laughs> All right. So not for me. But that's the thing is, it's like. He has to have known nobody's going to rap because you get to be in Mr. Harris's class. Yeah. Why would you ever report that? <laughs> so basically, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, you know, it gets a little out of control sometimes. He has a little bit of trouble controlling the class, you know. He's, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that there's been like, you know, people like drawing penises on the overhead. I'm like, yeah, it's happened every now and then, you know. Uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, I heard you guys are, like, playing baseball with, like, textbooks and masking tape balls. And I was like, yeah, that happened once or twice, you know, once or twice. <laughs> and he goes, and I, I heard someone was getting pushed around in the computer cart. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, I, think, I think that did happen the other day. And then, then, he, then he goes, le- he leans forward and he goes, I heard that was you. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, I go, ah, yeah, it was, it was me. <laughs> and he, and he, and he like, and, he, and then he sits, sits back and he's, he, he like, great, um, Mr. Costa was a great assistant principal. Great, great assistant principal. And a, and a really nice guy. He levels with me, which he doesn't have to, right? Because he yeah. could, ju- he could just give me fucking detention for a week, but he understands that like, I'm a 17 year old kid, you know, and he, and he, and he just levels with me. He, he goes. <laughs> Dude, you get why we can't have this happening, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, honestly, you're you're right. I'm sorry. I I I, I won't do it again. Like, <laughs> but dude, it was so funny. He, this this man is just so exhausted by the trouble this teacher is causing him that it's like. <laughs> He he he's just like he's exhausted. He's like, dude, please, and that like, was, can you please that was not the, do this? That was the defense against the dark arts position. Because every single year we were there, a new teacher would be brought in to teach that same class, and every yeah. year they would leave or get fired. So um, the the teacher who he replaced, um, Mr. Darling, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Shout out to that piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck <Holy> you. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. So, he, so this man, right? One time, I'm, I'm in class. First period, I have him, right? So, they do the Pledge of Allegiance, right? As, as they do in every public school. I'm setting up. I'm putting down my backpack. I'm sitting down for the day, right? I just, I'm tired, bro. They start the Pledge of Allegiance. Everyone stands up. I'm trying to organize my desk for the class, you know? And he goes, Blake, stand up. Dude, and I just, I just learned this was an ADHD thing. When you're told, to, when I'm told, I'm going to speak for myself, when I'm told to do something that I'm already planning to do, I get very upset. I hate yeah, it. Me too. It's like, it's like, dude, like, give me a fucking second, you know? Yeah. So, but me being the little shithead that I was, I go, I know for a fact, you can't make me stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you became, you became a fucking Jehovah's Witness for one fucking period. (laughs) So I said, no, no, actually, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And he's like, Blake, stand up. You're being so disrespectful. I'm like, "Eh, no. Not going to do it. No, thanks. <laughs> and from that point on, he hated me, right? Yeah. And, uh, dude, one time, I don't remember exactly what I did, but he started, like, he started, like, mocking me in a way. And he, he was patronizing me, right? So I was like, yeah, I, I, in front of the entire class, he was doing this to me. So I said to him, Mr. Darling, are you patronizing me right now? And he was actually, he was taken back. Because I, I correctly used the word patronizing. like <laughs> So he goes, yeah, I am. <laughs> so I go, well, cut it out, you turkey. <laughs> That's so funny. I called him a turkey, and I got his attention. Damn. But in That's... my defense, it was Thanksgiving. It was, it was oh, November. Okay. It, was, it okay. was a seasonal joke. It was a, it was seasonal, a seasonal insult. It was a seasonal word, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me an attention for calling him a turkey. Uh, yeah, well, that guy got fired for being a fucking creep, so. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fuck that yes, asshole. Yes, he did. Yeah. Dude, I, like, to this day, man, I just, I, I, oh, I wanted to tell a story about the computer cart, the same computer cart that yes, you were mentioning. go for it. Because we had, I think we had one in the whole school, if I'm not mistaken. So it had to be the same one. We, uh, we get sent to go pick it up. I'm not even going to say what class I'm in, but I will say that the teacher's room was uh, windowless and brick and very small, if you remember which room I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Yep. Hanks. It was Miss Hanks. So I'm in Miss <laughs> Hanks's class. Shout out, I dude. A shout out. One I'm of the fan. best. I'm a fan. Just huge fan. Uh, I believe her name is Mrs. Clark now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. She, gets, she sends us off. It's me, Wilbur, uh, I think Matt, Beaupre. I don't remember. But we, we get sent off, and on our way back, I say, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we brought the iPad or the computer cart through the bathroom? Because the bathroom was right next to her her room. So, And you remember it cut through the hallway so you could take it through yes. the bathroom and there, out a second door and then around into her second door. Yes, there, there was, a, so there was she, an entrance to the bathroom on both sides of the hall. It was just like, why don't we go the longest way we can? And what we didn't realize is that there was a lip in the bathroom floor. Yes, and those an carts inch. are those carts are heavy as fuck. So we 
pushed it into the bathroom. It made the loudest noise I've ever fucking heard. Echoed in the room directly next to our class. And then we we fucking are rolling it through the tiled floor and it's just it's making all this noise. In the bathroom, I will never forget this. In the bathroom is a kid named Mingo, if you remember Mingo. Yep, of course. And Mingo is tearing a door off one of the bathroom stalls. He's ripping it off. He's ripping it off. He's hanging on it and yanking it off. And I'm actively <laughs> watching him break the hinges and rip it off. Blowing and off he's some steam. Yelling, he's yelling, this school is so ghetto. We go to such a ghetto school. And ripping a door off the hinges. Trying to make a point that like the doors are weak. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, you're a big guy. Yeah. Doors are not supposed to be hung on and this ripped kid, off. Easily 200 pounds. Easily 200 He's pounds. Easily. On on his life when he was eleven, maybe he was not a, he was not two hundred fucking pounds. He was a big guy, and he he fucking ripped it off the wall, and then I and then we just didn't stop for like we just rolled by and watched it. Like we didn't even really interact. And then when we got to the other door, we are making so much fucking noise trying to get this thing up and over the lip. Like, just yelling at each other, causing a fucking scene. And we finally get it up and over. We go around, and we bring it into the room. And Miss Hanks is glaring at us, bro. It is extremely obvious that the whole class has heard every second of the fucking computer cart debacle. And she starts going, what is wrong with you guys? Why did you bring it in there? And we're going, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. We just brought it. We went around to this door. What's wrong with that? I loved Mrs. Hanks. And I was, I was oh, like, she's great. I was always trying to tell her how much I was in love with her and how much I wanted to marry her. And I know that that's like probably at the end of the day, uh, a really bad thing for a student to be doing to a teacher. But I hope she remembers me fondly because I remember her as one of the most darling, incredible teachers I ever had in high school. Dude, do you remember in the shooting? Did you ever have a shooting drill in Miss Pereira's class? Senora's class? Dude, I did because I remember I remember sitting with Kaylee Furtado. And I remember, yeah. I don't know why. Well, I know why I remember this, but I don't know why we were doing this. We were sitting in the corner of the room, lights off, door, door locked. But for some reason, I was squatting. I wasn't actually sitting. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking... I had to stay. I don't even know why, but I remember feeling, I think it was just the amount of room we were taking up. Yeah. I was in like the middle of the clump and I had squatted originally and now I'm just fucking stuck squatting because I can't stand up or someone's going to fucking yell at me. So I'm squatting and I, all of a sudden I feel that farts are about to come out of my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> no, please, no, please. And it's totally unavoidable. I can tell. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me, let me get this out really slow. And it's a squeaky one, bro. It's squeaky. So I squeak out a long fart and people are dying laughing. And Senora Pereira is so fucking mad. And I remember thinking that it was like the most embarrassing thing that was ever going to happen to me. And someone who actually thought, people thought I had done it on purpose. You know what I mean? And so I'm stuck in a position where the only thing I can do is embrace the idea that I have done this on purpose and, and that I disrespect our shooting drills so much that I'm forcing farts out in the middle of them. So I, I do that and I shit you not, bro. I, well, one, I definitely shit you not because it was totally not, clean. Right, exactly. But two, 
a great friend of mine, someone that we both love dearly, David Silva. Oh, dude, great guy. David David Silva is geeking at the fart. And he looks at me and does like a little, like, he does like one of those faces like, yeah, yeah. And I see he's forcing them out. And all of a sudden I'm hearing him fart. And people are like dying laughing. And it, it got to a point where we, we were like falling all over each other laughing. And Senora, I look over at Senora Pereira and she looks like she's at a fucking funeral, bro. She is so mad that the, that we are farting and laughing during the fucking school shooter drill. And hey. she, did, she didn't even bring it up. Like the drill ended, we all went back to our seats and she taught class like we hadn't had an enormous gas situation going on. Whose fault is it really that we, we're so... Ben, we're so immune to these feelings of actually being shot up in school like it's nothing to us anymore we're, we've been doing yeah. since we were kindergartners we've been doing these drills where it's just like this is life this yeah. is life here yeah. dude it's, it's fucked it's kind of fucked up no like that, yeah that, no definitely fucked up it, it's, it's just so normal to us that we're like yeah fuck i'm gonna rip ass during this drill i don't give a fuck like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. The Spanish, my history with Spanish teachers and shooting drills was so funny because uh, the other Spanish teacher, Senora Silva, uh, <laughs> infamously sent two of us out to die in a school shooting drill. <laughs> and she, it was, they were trying out a new system where the office would send automated text messages to the teachers explaining where the shooter was in the building. Yep. So they had a cop walking around with like a, I don't know what it was, but it made like a ga 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 sound. You yes, know what I, I mean? Like they like spun that thing that sounded like a gun, and which yeah. is so fucked up. Right, like it's, a it's, a, it's like one of those Mardi Gras toys where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing it like outside of rooms and shit. Right, but, it's a it's a fun machine gun drill. Yeah, Senora Pereira, uh, the drill is started, and she is like somehow. I don't remember the oh no, Senora Silva, excuse me, not that it matters. Yeah. But she she is like sending Carolyn Haig, I think is who it was, out, out the hallway, who is a perfect person for this. She like needed to pee or something. And she was like, <laughs> uh, for some reason, it was just a mess. Like the whole she hadn't gotten the text, so she thought it hadn't actually started. So she sent her out. And as soon as Carolyn walks out the door, you just hear the, and it's like, oh my God. Like, Carolyn's in dead. This, in this drill, Carolyn's fucking dead, <laughs> which is insane. And it's Senora Silva's fault. R.I.P. R.I.P. Real which homie. Was, which, I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, one. Of, I was actually thinking about her the other day. She was such a real, she was awesome. Dude, She yeah, she is. She's awesome. I love Carolyn. Yeah, um, there's no past tense. She didn't tragically die or anything. She's still no, awesome. well, I mean, in the drill she did, but yeah. Yeah, in the drill <laughs> she did. This was a drill, though. Total drill. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Th those high school fucking memories. I'm so glad I'm out of fucking high school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holy I, shit. I just, like, I feel for, doesn't being out of high school make you think about how crazy it is that like people start teaching at high like we know people mutually who teach at our high school that we went to together right exactly we know it. multiple people who do that and it's like that must be insane bro for them. That must aaron be insane. rocha is a substitute teacher i know i the last time i hung out with him he told me he's a teacher now i blew me away like i think that, it's awesome though i mean i think that's awesome i mean yeah it's a good it's a good character arc yeah <laughs> He was saying, uh, did, did, I don't know if you, we were there together at the same time. Cause I think we did see him on the same night together, 
But uh, yes. one of the times I was with him, they were making jokes that his girlfriend is uh, that he goes to school and teaches people, and then he goes home and his girlfriend teaches him how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. He he said uh, I hadn't seen him in a couple years. And when I saw him, he started laughing before I'd even said anything. Yeah. And I was like, what? What's so funny? And he was like, I have to show you something. I have to show you something. And he pulled up a picture of me that I didn't know he had <laughs> and was like, what? The? You remember when I was bald? Yeah. It was one of the pictures of me bald. And he was like, bro, sometimes, no joke, I just look at this when I need a laugh. What the fuck were you doing? And I was... He's just a le- he's one of the best. No, Shout he, out to Aaron Roach. Yeah, no, he's he's a good guy. I used to always roast him in a woodshop class and like light him up because he'd like show up and like not do anything because it's woodshop, yeah. you know. You, you, yeah, it's, it's woodshop. Yeah. It's an off period to many people. Um, but also like I, the people like I wasn't mean to people in high school, but if I did pick on someone, you were an athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you were good at sports. <laughs> Oh, you're good at sports? Fucking loser. Like, oh, you, you could kick my ass right now? <laughs> Pussy. Our our school was so built like that too. Cuz no uh, uh one of our sports teams won and nobody gave a fuck about it. Right. And the rest of them were literally like the worst in their division across the board. So we just had an ama- like sports had held little to no power in that school. Right. No, he he's a good guy. And last time I saw him, it was it was great to see him. He was ve- we were very nice. Um, but uh, he could he could have been like, "Hey, douchebag, what's up?" He's yeah, but he's not like that. No, at he's all. a nice he's guy. A really, very nice guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he's not gonna hold over things from way back. I also don't think he took it personally at the time. No, but, I think that's but, what I was gonna say too. Is like those guys, that group of people. If anything, that probably endeared you to them more because yeah. they were so brutal to one another. Right in my mind, that that's how I held my own against them at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like um, at the time, they didn't. It wasn't like a. It, it wasn't mean spirited. You know. No, no, not at all. I um, <clears throat> I actually had a thought the other day because one of our friends was telling me uh, a mutual friend of ours who teaches at our high school mm-hmm. was telling me that the um the critical race theory curriculums it showed up oh and and he was saying like I don't I can, uh i could see that going over horribly at case dude that's, that's immediately what i was thinking and yeah. swansea like that showing up has got to be a, a cluster fucking right because because i feel like the kids are like 50 50 you know what i mean as far as like i don't fuck with this or this is necessary yeah Probably like, something like that. And then also just the teachers are probably like 70-30, which is yeah. no good for, for what the fuck is this? The history but, department. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only fucking imagine, in all honesty. I mean, we know who it is. We know there are people there that I'm sure, but oh my God. The um <laughs> yeah, the uh the the friend of ours said this, and then someone made a joke. About it being like, you know, uh, whatever it is that conservatives think of as, you know, this this idea of critical <laughs> race theory as like anti-white, anti-white, you yeah. know, education. They make a joke about that. And our friend who's the teacher uh, says, actually, maybe I can't tell this story, but I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it and then we'll decide later. Right. He says, it doesn't matter what I teach them. These kids read at a three, third grade level. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so fucking funny. Shouts out to Case High School. Like. Yeah, shouts out to Case High I mean, shouts out to the pandemic. Everybody's going to be dumb for 30 years or so. Right. Dude, oh my God. Imagine getting a doctor who like graduated during the pandemic. Crazy. 
Just crazy. Dude, don't touch me. Don't, dude, a surgeon, a surgeon. Oh my God. Fuck off. Wait, actually, perfect segue. I want to tell a story because while we're recording, it's a National Nurse Day. Okay. And I do want to give a legitimate shout out to the nurses while we're talking about COVID and mm-hmm. all that. You know, shout out to the nurses. I think it's a, it's appropriate. It's appropriate to thank them. But um, do you remember during the pandemic where like people were drawing pictures of nurses and superhero capes and shit, and right. people would like bang their pots and pans together <laughs> in appreciation of the nurses in Absolutely. New York City? Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, Aiden was living in New York City, and he tweeted. I'll send the picture to you. But he tweeted, um, every morning we go out and we bang our pots and pans together, and it's just such a beautiful thing, and everybody is a family in New York City right now, and blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> quote tweeted it with, who the hell cares? <laughs> the Peter Griffin, oh, my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> I do I do remember this. But also- Just for context, for anyone who doesn't know like a, a true to life uh fucking moron one yes. of the dumbest people that have ever been born on planet earth and is just like actually a person who i genuinely think that the 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 average iq of swansea could probably raise a point and a half if he like fell in a pit or something you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, wait maybe this is the show Actually, maybe this is the Bromingo show. We just we, roast Swans. We just name people we haven't seen in a few years and give brutally honest opinions about them. Dude, well, <laughs> hey, real quick, in I'm gonna be I'm gonna bleep his last name. In in uh in defense, Aiden more or less went to New York during COVID. I mean, to 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 see to see their partner, but to also like basically he wanted to be part of it. Yeah, no, no, he no. wanted to be part. That of was it. what made it funny. That was what made it funny. Is that is like a guy who holds many deplorable opinions right. and he was totally justified in being like you are being a perf- you are making a performance out of the national tragedy we are all in on right now basically wanted covid not everyone but Aiden in particular <laughs> was doing that right yeah oh my god this is the show. We just talk about our friends, and if they ever want to know what we're saying, they have to listen to our show. Right. <laughs> Dude, and become a VIP. If you become a VIP, we will stop telling people embarrassing stories about you and Facts. saying that you're the dumbest person on planet Earth. If you <laughs> became a VIP, I would go to his house and suck his dick. I would not fucking <laughs> call him stupid anymore. I'd go blow him. I'd go, I'd go give him free... I'd give him a fucking reach around and rim his asshole. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well... On the note of rimming, um, I think we can close out this episode. Oh, wait, one more nurse thing. I, sure. I brought up nurses for a reason. Sure. Um, so we're talking about uh, sur- you, you mentioned surgeons who graduated during the pandemic. Yeah. Which is genuinely a scary thought Terrifying. I've never considered. Terrifying. I've never even considered it till right now. It's so scary. But I have a surgeon story that I wrote down specifically to mention this. I had an operation, if you remember, freshman year of high yep. school. Uh, very important operation. They had to cut into me a very little bit and they had to go in and they had to come out. And when I woke up and could stand again, or no, when I went home from the hospital, I got home, looked in the mirror to look at my scar, my new scar. And there was a black marker HW next to the scar. The surgeon had initialed the operation. He had left an initial on me. He gave a signature. That shit rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what the intention was. I do not know what the intention was. I did not like it. 
And I looked it up, and it's a fairly common thing that people just kind of choose to do or not do. I did not like it one bit. I almost would have rather he left one of the utensils inside. <laughs> like, ma- like leave a, leave a, scalpel, a scalpel inside yeah. or something. Yeah. But I, I love... Um, I love nurses and I love nurses just in general, like because of the first nurse I ever had. Uh, when I was born, I couldn't breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Which so, is like so the, the nurse was the- like, <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got free titty time. No, the, um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, um, there, there's like two things that you're born with. You know how horses can, and deer and shit can walk when they're born. Right. We know to suck on a nipple. Humans know how to suck a on a nipple. And we're afraid of snakes. No, you have to smack the shit out of them to make them breathe. What? Remember, babies don't breathe right away. That's like the whole thing. But we are evolutionarily scared of snakes, I'm pretty sure. Huh, so okay. Makes sense. Human They're beings weird. are. They're weird. I'm, I'm almost positive. I've read that before. I don't know if it's just a online bullshit fact that I read. But um, the, the, the one thing that I really needed to do to live, I couldn't do. And I had a nurse that um, helped teach me how to, she like fed me with a dropper and shit. Mm-hmm. But I then stayed with that nurse as my like pediatrician's nurse until I until she retired, and um, I actually uh, I got to a point where I would go to the doctor with bits planned. I pulled oranges out of my pants one time when she was like, <laughs> "You need to change." I remember I was like pulling oranges out and putting them on the table just to I thought she. Would. Oh no, it was because we had talked about um, Fat Tuesday. You know that you don't know, remember Fat Tuesday the the right before Lent. Yes, you do. Yep. Um, you do. You you eat a lot. There was something with Mardi Gras or something, something right. like that, where like you give related. oranges. Yep. So I brought a bunch of oranges. Like I just loved her, and I thought she was amazing. There were many times where I would bomb in the doctor's office, and then I would have to wait a year to go back and try and make her laugh again. That a hundred percent happened. I asked her one time, thinking it would be funny if I had had gender reassignment surgery as a baby. But I treated it really seriously, and she je- definitely thought I was being serious. And it got to a point where, like, I was, I was like, just sort of like embarrassingly trying to explain that I was just trying to do a bit, and she was like trying to get me on all this sort of like. I, I, th- there were many times I bombed hard in that room, but some of them were wonderful. It can't be all hits. It can't be all. No, hits. They, you can't kill every room. That's for sure. Right. Uh, I I did I I don't even remember her name, but I really loved I really loved her for a long time. And my last nurse story is uh, when I had the operation. Prior to that, <laughs> I wrote. I, you said come with. You said come prepared. All right? I did. I did. I did. Said, I did. You said come prepared, I and this is it. the I. This is what I have written down. Big Daddy Pelly shout out. Shout out to shout one of out. my best friends. Shout out. Coronation, cunt in a crown, jerking off during the coronation. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> we didn't even talk about jerking off during the coronation. Do you want to save it? No, we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah. Yeah, you um, got to head to work soon. I do. National Nurse Day. Uh, and this is the last one. <laughs> I, I love this story. I've told you this story before, and you probably will remember it. So yeah. I'm just going to breeze through it really quickly. But. Okay. When I almost, uh, uh, I was, I was um, very close to a near-death experience. I don't know if you want to call yes. it near-death, but I got close to, you know, last very sort of- Very critical situation. I was in a critical situation, yeah. and they brought down the head of nursing. Like the fucking, like, like the fucking grand poobah nurse yep. came down and took care of me. And the next day, I wanted to, um, we wanted to talk to her and thank her. And I remember us talking to someone else- and then being like, who were you with? Like, who was it? And we explained and they went, 
oh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you'll see her again. She's kind of a big deal around here. And I remember that, like, they, she, it was almost like we were name dropping, like, a, ner- a famous nurse in the hospital. Right. But she did come back, and she came back for a really funny reason. She came back to give me a suppository, which I had <laughs> never had before. And she specifically was the one to do it. And I was actually in, I was hooked up to machines. I was in a bad way. Yeah. So I was doing really bad. She comes to give me a suppository. She slips it in and I turn, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, 13 or 14. I'm really right. young. I, I turn around and I go, uh, was it good for you? <laughs> and she fucking died laughing. I, these are all stories about how funny I am. Now I'm realizing in hindsight, but I, <laughs> I, I just, I just love. I, I should have told stories about good nurses, and instead I told stories about great wisecracks I said to nurses. <laughs> if you need a reminder that I've got a fucking borderline narcissism disorder, that's that's your fucking reminder right there. I mean, we have a podcast. I mean, yeah, we have a podcast. That's that's the test. It says it all. If you're, it says it if all. If you're making a podcast for no one, you should be in therapy for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of the podcast, guys, thank you so much for tuning into episode 83 of the show. Once again, the phone number is 512-766-4646. Please subscribe, like, comment, all that good shit. Uh, become a VIP for as little as 99 cents a month. Um, and thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great night. I, day, I command tomorrow. someone to leave us a voicemail. I command it. Leave us a goddamn voicemail. We we'll need a show. voicemail this week. We, we need love that. it. If you're listening, go back, call that number, and leave us a voicemail. Sorry to ruin your outro, Blake. It's all right. But we hey. need them. We haven't had one in forever. For now, I'm going to keep this going. Keep it easy. Don't be sleazy. R.I.P., man. Feels weird hearing you say that. Should I not? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Keep this in. Keep this in so, so that, like, maybe end it on no, you shouldn't do that. That's right. probably the good end. Yeah. And the theme will be playing now. Yeah, while the theme plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs>